Our next guest knows it all too well because she just came back from spending some time at the border. She just got back a few days ago. And that is great investigative reporter with The Daily Caller, Jenny Tear. Uh, Jenny, great to have you here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, Jenny, you've done some great work there at the border. You just came back and you had some really stunning observances that where they're coming from. First off, kind of tell us what you saw and where most of the migrants are coming from. And what are they saying about Title 42? Yeah, so I was in the Yuma sector in Arizona, and this is an area that's seeing a lot more migrants coming from outside of Central American countries, and that's exactly what I observed there. It was kind of like finding a needle in a haystack, which is not usually the case when I've been down to the border during uh, my previous trips. So it was mostly migrants from South America, Eastern Europe, and South Asia. So when I went out, I would encounter migrants from anywhere from the Republic of Georgia, India, Colombia, Russia, Chechnya, Belarus, uh, only one group from Guatemala. So it was definitely a different um kind of change we've seen in the border and an area that's especially overrun right now. When I was there, it was about 1,500 people a day. So this was last week. Um, And when you mentioned Title 42, only a couple dozen of these migrants are getting returned to their home countries under Title 42 because of the allowance of them to claim fear if they claim fear, they're allowed to stay. I actually talked to a lot of the migrants that I met um, still on my trip, and I've been following where they've been going. Um, I know that the sector is really overrun right now, and so we've kind of seen that um, as I've communicated with them about where they've been sent by Border Patrol and obviously observed when Border Patrol picked them up and how long they all waited, which spanned from hours to days. Wow. So why are they, why are so many being released? Um, uh, What's going on? Is it just that's the policy that's basically being told to them? And how frustrated are Border Patrol agents with the Biden administration policy at the border? Yeah, Border Patrol agents tell me that this is not the job they signed up for. And they're extremely frustrated by what's happening. Basically, what they've been doing and what I observed down there is they are processing. That is their entire job right now. In fact, areas that should be manned around the border are not manned. I barely saw any agents along the front lines. And I also barely saw, actually did not see agents manning checkpoints. So there are checkpoints when you drive in and out of the border sectors. Um, They're a few miles away from the actual border. And they're also ensuring that no illegal activity is exiting, no one's smuggling anything back and forth through those checkpoints, those were completely unmanned. And that was both in the Yuma sector, which I went to, as well as the Tucson sector, which I ended my trip at. That's really scary, you know, when you think about it. Um, One of the things, too, and I'm sure you saw this, um, that the head of sort of Border Patrol was just giving like a slice, and you saw this firsthand, Jenny, um, from the Rio Grande section And he's saying a three-day recap, this is of Memorial Day weekend, you know, that just passed, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
said, this is what happened. Three-day recap, 131 pounds of fentanyl, which, as you know, that's a lot of, that's very deadly uh, toxic uh, chemical. And 131 pounds of it, that's an enormous amount. 26 pounds of heroin, 13 pounds of meth, 22 water rescues, 10 sex offenders, three gang members, one fugitive wanted for murder, three agents assaulted. Uh, that's like, you know, that's like, uh, hey, that's just a typical weekend. I mean, that's frightening what's getting through. And these are the ones that they get. Imagine what they're not getting, Jenny, as you know. Exactly. And that's something that, unfortunately, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has not been transparent about with the media. Although today, the Del Rio sector Border Patrol chief did release a number, actually also from the weekend, of Godaways, which was over 1,600. Um, so I'm not sure why they're choosing to release these numbers, because it shows that there are issues with enforcement. Um, but again, they they won't talk with the media about it. That's a big problem with uh, CBP right now. And uh, again, it's frustrating for the agents. There are some brave ones that will speak uh, with the media anonymously and they're extremely frustrated. And the reason that they choose to speak is because that they believe that people should know about what's going on because it, they know it's going to affect their communities. Uh, you know, these migrants I talked to, they're going all over the country. Many of them go to Florida. Many of them go to New York, New Jersey, California. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there's a very sad side of that story where many of them continue to pay off their debts in this country. And that affects the whole of this nation because there are so many different issues that come from that. And, you know, it could it, it many of them relate to crime. Many of them come from that. So, for example, in Oklahoma, we see illegal marijuana grows that are being operated by Asian crime groups, uh, kind of like these Chinese cartels. I actually did see a group of men from China. Um, I couldn't really speak with them about what they were doing because they only spoke uh, Mandarin. But, you know, that was another thing. I was very curious about some of these groups that were coming here for safety, had really no one here. Um, so it's something that people should know more about. And unfortunately, we're we're not getting all the information we need and we have to talk to some of these brave agents. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys are doing just unbelievably heroic work in the middle of like unbelievably difficult circumstances. And, you know, they're outmanned. There's so much happening. What about with Title 42? What is the sense? Because we know the federal judge stepped in. You were just there at the southern border, uh, Jenny. Is there an expectation that it's going to be ultimately lifted soon? The judge stepped in with a temporary injunction. But then, unbelievably, the Biden administration came back and said, oh, no, we want to fight this. We want to have Title 42 lifted. In other words, we want to make it even easier and have, you know, what some people say is even three times more numbers coming through, which is just stunning based on what you already just saw there at the border. Can you imagine if the post-Title 42 numbers come through? It's going to be insane. Right. That's actually why I planned to go down there at that time, because we thought that Title 42 was going to be lifted last Monday. And like you said, the court decided against that and issued a pause. Um, 
when I went down there, I honestly could tell you I forgot that Title 42 was in place just because of what I was seeing and because of how many people were getting processed, the numbers we saw of people that have been allowed in versus how many have been sent back recently under Title 42. So just to give you an example, from May 21st, uh, the Yuma sector saw around 1,200 migrants um, encountered. Uh, Only 23 of those were sent back. So I'm assuming that the numbers are similar because this has been ongoing for a few weeks where they're seeing so many of these countries, so many people from different nationalities, like I saw, come in. Um, And many of the migrants I've talked to following their uh, crossings, their time in Border Patrol custody, their release to non-governmental organizations, they've been released into the country. They're working on getting flights to where they're trying to go. Yeah. And and listen, I always say to people, you know, obviously they should be doing it legally. I don't blame them for wanting to come to America. It's the greatest country in the world. Um, but it has to be done in an organized fashion and a secure fashion for our American citizens. And they have to be vetted and it has to be processed. And, you know, the remain in Mexico clearly isn't happening. And who knows what's going to happen with Title 42. Um, thank you so much, Jenny. We really appreciate your help and your firsthand insights of what's going on in the border because we have to secure our country and our southern border is pivotal. It has to be secure and it clearly is not. And you've seen that firsthand. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenny. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.